Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. We're glad to be back with you for another study tonight. We're going to be talking about baptism. It's kind of the main thing, but the lesson that Brother David brought us Sunday was titled um, Buried Once or Twice, and you're telling me you accidentally named it wrong. I did, <laughs> but you know, we, we can either roll with it or continue, <laughs> continue on. I didn't mean to call you out, Dave. Change, but. No, that's fine, because uh, there was a, a statement in the, in the cover of Martin Luther's Bible, Okay, and it said, born twice, die once, or born once and die twice. Okay. And that was just kind of his, his statement that he, he wrote in there. And um, we're going to get to that scripture. What scripture was it? I can't remember. Was it in Revelation? Yeah, that's where we begin. Yeah, so Revelations 21.8. First off, though, we're glad you're with us. If you have any questions, uh, uh, email us at truthinagapelove at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. Um, I did figure out a way because Facebook quit recording from the RSS feed. Now I'm getting geeky. Don't don't. I'm not geeky, okay? He's a nerd. <laughs> yeah, but so I've been linking it to our SoundCloud, uh, and you you can so now you can listen to it on Facebook if you like. So uh, drop us a comment, send us a note on there. You can send us a message on Facebook. We would love to hear from. We'd love to hear from you. Um, tell us what we're doing wrong. Tell us what we're doing right. Um, if you have any Bible questions, please send them to us. We'd love to study it with you. We can do it on the podcast, or we can have... Man, there's so many ways. I know you, Dave, have several studies every week on Zoom. Yep. And uh, we'd, we'd love to do a study with you. Zoom, phone call, whatever we can do. If you, we, We'd just love to talk about um, the, the gospel with you however we can. So, um, with having said that, we can jump into our study, Dave. All righty. All right, so I let's go ahead and turn over to Ro- Revelation twenty-one eight. That is where we g- are going to begin. But this helps us to understand what I'm talking about about being about dying twice. Okay, Chad, do you want to read that for us? Yeah, sure. So Revelations twenty-one eight says, "But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable murderers." sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Okay. So there you go. There's this that is second the second death, thing. death that he's talking about. So all of these things that is being talked about here in the list of, uh, you know, I kind of call them the list of no-nos, right? Yeah. Let's not practice these things. They're bad. Mm-hmm. And so the list of things what not to do if you practice these things you will inherit the lake of fire and brimstone which is called the second death here in revelation mm-hmm. so or if you're born twice born from your mother's womb and then as christ was talking to nicodemus actually turn over there to john 3 john chapter 3 and once we get over there, I can kind of, we can start in verse 3. And, and I'll just continue on reading until um, 
I get to where I I'm uh, I want to end, I suppose. <laughs> so let's start reading in verse three of John chapter three. It says Jesus answered and said to him, "Most assuredly I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God." Nicodemus said to him, "How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born?" Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Okay. So let's end there. You know, in, in verse 8, he's talking about the wind. Now, Chad, when I asked you, where is the wind coming from? <laughs> you can only point in the direction that it's coming from, right? Like, right. That's it. But where does it actually come from? Man, I wonder this all the time. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I wish I knew where it was coming from so I could turn it off, you know? Yeah. There's nothing more frustrating than the wind. That's right. And so we don't know where it comes from. Yeah. But just like how we don't know that, it's the same with the Spirit. You know, we who are fleshly, it's hard for us to understand fleshly things. How can we possibly understand spiritual things? Mm -hmm. You know, why is it important to be baptized into Christ, born into the Spirit, in water and spirit? We don't really understand it, but we don't need to understand it. It's a command for us to do. And, you know, if somebody tells you you have to be born again, I mean, you can see how silly that, that would seem, you know? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you're already born. You know, nobody is born again. You know, you don't have to keep being born after you're born. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think the thing, too, to point out is it's it's a commandment and an action. You know, it's an obedience thing. It's a... That's right. It's a mindset that that you want to submit yourself to Christ, you know. And His work. And, And, you know, I always love to compare it to Naaman, you know, yeah. dipping seven times in Jordan. You know, it was silly. It was a dumb thing to do to be cured of leprosy, but it's what God wanted. It was it was how he was told to, and if he wanted to lose his leprosy, yeah. he's, he's, he had to dip seven times. And, you know, that's and how was, baptism is. That's right. It was It was even the, the dirty Jordan River yeah, that was, he didn't want to do. It was nothing the way that you would presume yeah. it would be, you know. But that, that also goes to show that the body of water doesn't matter. Yeah. The, the point of obedience, that's what matters. Yeah, and we didn't come up with this baptism thing. It's not just something that, oh, it's a good idea. No, it's what God told us to do. That's right. Jesus, you know, himself was baptized. And so, you know, right along with that, something that we are all guilty of is sin. Mm-hmm. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. Now, because we all understand that we have all been guilty of sin, that sin separates us from God. Yeah. You know, Habakkuk 1.13, God says he is of purer eyes than to behold evil. Well, if if we are full of evil and sin, how can we think that we can spend eternity with a Heavenly Father that can't even look upon us? So, 
we have all sinned. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. So what are we to do about that? And that's what that's what this lesson was really getting into was first we need to consider who to turn to for help, right? Yeah, and, and I think, uh, I don't know where you're going with this, but Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. That's Is that right. where you're going? That was where I'm going. Okay, you're well, good. I'm following the list here, you know. <laughs> but I love how that starts out because, you know, we need help, okay? What That's do you, right. What do you do when you need help? You know, if you're smart, you call someone to help you, yeah. you know. But someone you know can help you. Yeah, you call someone you know that you help you. You know, you, you're not, you know, if, if you need, you know, a tire changed on on your car, you're probably not going to call the banker or the, <laughs> right. you know, or the accountant. No, you're going to call the tire store, right? Yeah. Or you're going to call your, your mechanical friend, your mechanic friend, okay? Yeah. To come help you. You know, I, if I need something welded, I'm not going to go call my 12-year-old daughter and say, hey, weld this together yeah, for me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to call you, Jack, because yeah, exactly. you know what you're doing. Yeah, and we'll get, we'll get it done. And, and I think that's the thing. You know, a lot of people turn to the wrong thing. That's right. When they need help. With they sin, turn to they, man rather than where mm-hmm. they need to go. They'll, uh, they might self-medicate, you might say. Yeah. You know, they turn to alcohol or yep. or drugs or something that makes them feel better. You know, Or they turn to someone that tells them what they want to hear. That's right. Rather than what they need to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, very good point. Yeah. And so who do we turn to? Well, that's I'm glad you asked, David. Matthew eleven twenty eight. <laughs> I love how this is just playing perfect together. Uh, Matthew twenty eight. Uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Um, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is Jesus talking. Um, take my yoke upon you and lean. Learn from me, for I am gentle, and and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Okay. And you know what a great passage for us because absolutely you know we all know what it feels like for someone to come over and help us what a relief yeah whatever it is you know yep um to know that jesus um is giving us true rest here yep uh the the burden is lifted you know sin we've all had sin that's burdened us yeah and when that's lifted it's forgiven it's gone a great feeling yeah well and you know it it even goes back to what we were talking about i think last week or maybe we're talking about in class i can't remember but anyway like even when we're we got a laundry list of things to do it feels so good to just get it done like right now yeah i need to mow my backyard yeah my i have a big backyard my rideable lawnmower is broken and so you know i'm like i'm putting it off but Mm -hmm. it's it's a burden on me because i know i have to get it done Mm -hmm. But once I do it, it, I just feel so much better. We might need to call someone with a swather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and bail it. And bail it, yeah. It is about getting to that point. <laughs> Make some money off of it, right? <laughs> well, it, it, I think we can all relate whether we got, you know, maybe it's a project at work, you know, that we're dealing with that we got to get done. We got a deadline. You know, that's a burden. And yeah, you know, we deal with those burdens all the time you know deadlines and maybe it's a money issue you know you talk about we don't have enough money to pay rent this month yeah. what are we going to do that's a burden that is <laughs> that's a huge burden yeah and you know so we are we are burdened with our sin and the sin is just like that yeah and, absolutely and so what are we to do with that well Christ is telling us to come to him 
Yeah. And he will give us rest. You know, he will he will take the burden off of us and and cleanse us of our iniquities. And I, I love the yoke. We can't you know, some of us can't relate to that reference. He's talking about, you know, um the yoke um in that day was a very common thing because it's what they put on a oxen. That's right. And it pulled the wagon, you know. And it, it fits onto a position of the animal that makes it easier than, you know, that's where they pull from. It's their, right around their shoulders, and they can push on it real easy. Yeah. Even though it's still a load, it still makes it way easier. And Christ is that yoke that we can put on, and it makes it easy with his yoke to pull the burden, to, to pull the load, you know. I really appreciate how you did that, because I've never... Funny enough, I never actually put the two and two together. <laughs> well, it, you know, Christ is that yoke. He, he's what makes, we put that on, and now we can we can haul the load. That's Easy. right. If, if you just tie it to your tail or around your waist, you tie something to a, a cow's waist, ain't going to work. <laughs> it's coming <okay>? off. <laughs> yeah, they're going to buck. You know, that's how they get bulls to buck in the rodeo. That's right. They put a strap right under their flank there. It's not pretty, okay? They're they're gonna buck, but if you put it on the front in an easy spot, it's kind of made for them. It's kind of like wearing a belt, you know? Yeah. That and um, you to know, keep it, up your pants. It doesn't still, work if you put your pants below your butt and then try to put the belt yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. So, but it makes it easy to bear that load easier, you know? That's right. And uh, you know that's kind of what he's talking about here. But notice at the end of verse twenty nine of Matthew eleven, here's why. We go to him to find rest for our souls. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we all need because the the burden of sin is going to cast us into that lake of fire that is talked about in Revelation 21. Yeah. And so that this is where the, the concept is with, with Christ giving us rest for our souls. We only have to die once if we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. And 1 John 1, we'll just read verse 1 here. Now, this is 1 John 1, but if you look at John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, the Word they're talking about is Christ. Christ is the Word. And so here in 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, "...that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, concerning the Word..." The word there is capitalized, word of life. Again, speaking of Christ. And so in this concept, he is the word of life. He is the one that gives life, eternal life. And so, you know, this is also illustrated when um, some of the, the multitude was turning away from Christ and going away from Christ and Christ turns to his 12 and says, do you also want to go away? This was in John 6, 67 and 68. Mm -hmm. So, um, are you there? I'm at first, John. Okay. Uh, so, go ahead and read that. One through four? Yeah, go ahead and read one through four. So, first John, one through four. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life the 
life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that you your joy may be full. So understand what he's saying there in First John chapter 1. In that first four verses, he's talking mm-hmm. about how eternal life was with the Father. Mm-hmm. And he needed some way to get it down to us, to give us eternal life with him. Mm-hmm. That's where Christ came in. That's where Christ plays the critical role in our salvation. He was manifested and brought it down to us. He walked among us to show us the perfect way to the Father, and then sealed our salvation through the shedding of His blood. Yeah, and these these are the eyewitnesses. That's right. That you know they seen it, they heard it. They're writing it down. We have several accounts. Yes. You know, we got the four gospels, four different eyewitnesses. That's right. Of what happened, and it's all perfect. It, it doesn't contradict any That's of it. That's right. And and it also fulfills prophecy that happened. You know, thousand years throughout before that, all the throughout Old the Old Testament, and so it reveals prophecy. It's an eyewitness account. We can put our trust in it. It's been recorded for us. Yeah, it's so um, not complicated, but it's just so full of of um, proofs. Yeah, you know, no man could have wrote it. No, and and showing the proof that how perfect God really is. Yeah. You know, as there's no way this could have been fulfilled ex- had it not been God. No. The and fact that his enemies, Christ's enemies, fulfilled did, some. did what was predicted and, yeah. and fulfilled the prophecy. How do you make your enemy do anything? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and it happened perfectly exactly how it was it was foretold. That's right. And if you... I know we keep bringing enemy, this up all the time, but it's just, it's true. It is true. And if your enemy... If you ask your enemy to do something for you... <laughs> they're going to do the opposite. They're, exactly. They're mm-hmm. going to do the opposite. So it was like, for us, it's almost like leaving it up to chance, right? But these um, prophecies, they were very specific in nature. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like saying the enemy is going to crucify him. Mm-hmm. It was more specific than that. Like, they were going to separate his garments, but for his clothes... They cast lots. Mm-hmm. That's very specific. Yeah. And it they did exactly that. How do you do that? Well, only God could do that. That's you know, right. Only God could make sure that that happened that way. And so that just shows the perfection of God. But then as the apostles were with Christ, and, you know, Chad, the blessing that would be, right? Oh, yeah. Just to be at the feet of mm-hmm. the Savior and watching him perform these miracles and and raise people from the dead and heal the sick and so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so as these apostles are walking at the feet of Christ, in verse sixty-seven of John's chapter six, Christ asks his disciples, "Do you also want to go away?" Verse sixty-eight of John six. Listen to Peter's response. It says, "But Simon Peter answered him." Lord, 
to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Nothing is more important than the eternal words of life. Yeah. And that is exactly what Christ brings us. And so there's nothing more important than that. Why would we go anywhere else? Mm -hmm. And, you know, Acts 4.12 also answers, perhaps you're thinking, well, I'm going to see if there's another way. I'm going to see if, you know, I see Christ as, as, like, this is an option. Maybe there's another way. Well, Acts 4.12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And notice the word must be saved. Again, going back to our sin. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. That's the issue we're dealing with. And so... I got to... Is it okay if I go down a little rabbit trail here? Absolutely. I like when you do that. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, I put it in my phone. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give away a little bit of a short talk that I was going to bring that I got an idea <laughs> today um, from uh, brother um, Heath Rogers. Oh, okay, yeah. So he posted it on Facebook, and uh, it just it goes along with what we're talking about really well because where he's saying... Um, where Peter says, Lord, to whom shall we go? Who shall we go? Who else is going to save us from our sins? What other option is there? That's right. Okay, now, relate this to the ark. Okay? Um, When Noah, with Noah and the ark, okay? The ark was a vessel of salvation, okay? God's wrath was being poured out on the entire world. Um, the only air-breathing creatures, man and animals, that survived the global flood, I'm reading this, okay, yep. were those inside the ark. The only way into the ark was through one door. Everything outside the ark perished in the flood, okay? Okay? Very good You point. see where I'm going oh, with yeah. this? We know that God's wrath will again be poured out on the earth one day, right? Yep. Instead of water, God will completely destroy the earth with fire. Second Peter three ten and thirteen. The ark of safety from this coming destruction is the Lord's church. Okay. Yeah. Those who are in the church, the body of God's people, will survive the wrath of God. Um, God's coming judgment. Those who are outside will perish. Same as the ark. Exactly the same. Absolutely. You know. Um, just as there was one ark in Noah's day, there's only one body of salva- of saved people today. And just as there was only one door to Noah's ark, there's only one way to enter the church. Through Christ. And it's exactly what we're talking about. That's right. Uh, one must believe Jesus is the Son of God. John 8, 24. Repent of their sins. Luke 13, 3. Confess their faith in Christ. Romans 10, 9 through 10 and be baptized into christ galatians three twenty seven. there's no other way that's right and just like there was no other way for you know i've seen pictures you know from a kid i grew up in the church so did you yeah we had by sunday school and i remember seeing a an illustration and there's people in little rafts and stuff around the ark <laughs> as it rains and they're like let us in let us in guess what there was no other way that's right. Anyone outside the ark perished. And it's the same if you're not in Christ today. And that brings out another good point. 
you know, and understand this illustration that you talked about is not written in scripture. No. So th- this is just to help us kind of understand, you know, on the on that day, Christ says, "Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, have you not prophesied in your name? Have you not cast out demons?" Mm-hmm. And I will just say, "Depart from me! I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness." That's those people on the boat that you're, you know, in the illustration that you're talking about. Let me in. Yeah. No, you rejected me. Well, and God closed the ark. That's God, right. God closed the ark. Yeah. Noah didn't. God did. And going to Acts 2.47, Christ is the only one that adds you to his church. That's right. So you got to do it his way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you come into the doors, I cannot add you to his body. Yeah. Chad, you cannot add add anyone to his body only he can add you so you have to follow his plan of salvation for you and those of you at home you know as we are talking about this talking about noah you know hebrews 10 1 will help you kind of illustrate the the point that we're making it says for the law having a shadow of the good things to come and not the very image of the thing can never with these same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year make those who approach perfect but the law having a shadow of the good things to come you know this is exactly what we're illustrating with Noah and the ark yeah that was a shadow of Christ yeah you know how there's only one door there's only one way to one be way. saved that's it and god closed it that's right so as christ came only through him. This is the only way. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not anyone else's way, and that's why it's so important to note who to turn to for help. Turn to his word. When we die, the door's closed. That's right. And it's not opening again. And so you better hope you're on the right side once that door's closed. Yeah. And you know God closes the door. Um. And and really, you know, we're gonna get back to it. I know. Sorry for the detour, but I think it was really helpful for us to see because it's an illustration that we can see in the Bible and we can directly relate it to Christ. Okay? That's right. That's why it's there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and... Well, and again, just pointing out the perfection in God, right? Yeah. I mean, really, how else could you... Could anyone write this so long ago and have it tie so perfectly to Christ? Well, and, and we can't... We don't have to stop there. There's more. Oh, but throughout wait. the entire Old Testament. But wait, there's more, right? I'm not like the infomercial. Yeah. But wait, there's more. If you order now, no. <laughs> um, but but once God closed the door, it will not be reopened. And and while they went to, um, so what it is what's what he's bringing up is um, Matthew twenty five ten through thirteen. This is the account of the wedding and the bride bride mm. the the. Uh, uh, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. After the other virgins came, also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, As surely I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. The door was shut. They couldn't go into the wedding. It was already too late. Yeah. They were in the boat on the outside. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and we don't want to be stuck there. You nope. know? There was one door there, too. Yeah. You know? It's just like the ark. That's right. And, you know, it's a good illustration for us because, you know, and people might say, well, you know, you guys think you're the only ones going to heaven. No. 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 I'm not the judge. (laughs) 
Yeah. That's what the Bible says. This is what is pointed out. If you're not in Christ. Well, and yeah, and to illustrate what the the ten virgins. Yeah. We can we can tie that into those who have already been baptized into Christ and are out there in the world just playing around thinking that they're going to have time to come back to the Lord. Yeah, right. They were unprepared. Yeah. And the the bridegroom came because he's going to come like a thief in the night. Yep. And the door's going to be shut. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there on the outside. Yeah. You know, only those who do the will of the Lord will be saved. Yeah. And it, it that's the that's the one way and the one door that is being talked about. Yeah. Um, also, Luke six forty six. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things in which I say? Yeah. And again, those are Christ's words, not my words. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you have the right to call upon the Lord? And do not do what he tells you to do. Yeah. You have no right to call upon him. Well, and and we could argue that God had a perfect plan with the ark. It was perfect. It did exactly what he wanted to do. It condemned the world, and it saved those that, um, the the people and the animals mm-hmm. that, that that he wanted to save, and that, that were faithful to him. You know, that's right. I seen a funny meme. It was uh, two unicorns, and they were both guys there on the ark. They're both male unicorns, and they're like, "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, stupid joke. That's why we don't have unicorns. Yeah, that's they didn't I... get male and female. <laughs> Messed up on that one. Look, um, but but, uh, but God's plan was perfect. I mean, He saved. That's and, right. And and Noah was obedient. He did exactly what. God wanted him to. He built it out of gopher wood. He followed the followed the specs. That's right. That God gave him, and God sealed it up with you know, uh, seal it with pitch in and out, you know. And God sealed the door. Um, you know, it was perfect. That's right. And, and here's it, here's another key point to make. Sorry, Chad, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you're fine. Go. Ahead. But here's here's another key point to make. You know, these stories that we read about in the Bible, going back to Noah and the Ark. You know, there's proof that the flood actually happened. There are fish fossils on the top of mountaintops. Oh, yeah. The I've only seen way, them. The only way that can happen is if there was this great flood. So, again, even history proves the Bible to be true. And so that's a, that's a beautiful aspect. But here's another, to fast forward to why we should listen to Christ, Hebrews chapter 1 Verses 1 through 4. Turn over there with me. Hebrews 1, 1 through 4. It says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world." who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholds all things by the power by the word of his power and when he had by himself purged our sins sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high having become much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they so looking at verse 2 and 3 he has spoken to us in these last days through his son. And 
He is the one that appointed him heir of all things, through whom he also made the worlds. But then in, in verse 3, being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Now, if you're reading out of the NASB, it renders it the exact representation of his nature. So he is the exact representation, meaning Jesus acted and talked and did everything exactly the way the Father does. Mm -hmm. So as he walked among us, all of the trials, all of the things that he went through, mm -hmm. he did it exactly the way the Father would have. Yeah, that's a good point. That and so, you know, this is... Now, Chad, you and I both have kids, mm -hmm. and they'll do some things that, you know, I can't tell you how many times my, my daughter will be doing something, and I just look at her, I'm like, you are just like your mother, mm -hmm. right? And so we can see how our kids emulate us. But it's always with a twist. Because she takes some traits of her mother, takes some traits from me, and then also has some of her own. So, you know, you see how we're all tied in together. But with Christ, that's not the way. He is exactly like the Father. And this is also why you turn to Him and only Him. This is something that they did not have throughout the Old Testament. They had high priests who at best could tell you, do as I say, not as I do. Because even they sinned. Christ never sinned. He did exactly what the Father did, or what the Father would have done if put in the same position. You know, that's why we turn to Christ and only Christ. That's why He is deserving of all of our praise and glory. Mm-hmm. Because he is exactly like his father in every way. And so that's that's a key understanding for us. Yeah. And, you know, even the, the father himself shows his um, approval of his son in the transfiguration. I was just going to say that because he's like, uh, this is my son who I'm well pleased. Yeah. Hear him. That's right. And, you know, much like a, a father... You know, one of us would say to our kids, you know, that that we we brag about our kids or whatever. You know, yeah, same same thing. And and it was because he was obedient. It's because he did what he was supposed to. Yeah, and he was exactly like his father. Mm -hmm. You know, Matthew seventeen. We're gonna just look at four and five, but understanding what's going on in Matthew seventeen, Christ is transfiguring and glowing and then what's going on is he has moses and elijah in front of him and he's talking to moses and elijah who have already um died and, and taken away from this world but there christ is talking to both of them and then in verse 4 of matthew 17 then peter answered and said to jesus lord it is good for us to be here if you wish let us make here three tabernacles one for you one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. I kind of gave that one away, didn't I? You did. It's all right, though. <laughs> but notice in verse 4. You set me up for it. You are getting I ready did. to read the verse, and I was like, Hey, you know, there's a, there's a verse on there's that. There's a verse about that. <laughs> 
But here in verse 4, Peter, I, I love Peter because a lot of times his zeal makes yeah. him speak before he thinks. It, it kind of yeah, sounds he's like... he's gung-ho. He's, he's trying to look ahead. He's like, hey, you know, I can help here. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but he's trying to show honor to Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. But in so doing, he's almost elevating Moses and Elijah as equal to Christ. And Christ is so much better than both of them. And so by setting up three tabernacles, he's trying to elevate Moses and Elijah at the same level. And this is why the Father came down and overshadowed them in a cloud. Mm-hmm. And notice it, it's a bright cloud. Mm-hmm. You don't see bright clouds, do you? Mm-mm. You know, you see angry clouds. Like when there's a lot of clouds and it overshadows you, it seems like they're angry. And they're about to drop a lot of rain on you or a big old storm, right? But here it's a bright cloud that overshadows them and says, this is my beloved son, hear him. Like, you don't understand what you're saying. Christ is better. Hear him. Don't hear Moses. Don't hear Elijah. Hear him. And so that's, that is coming straight from the mouth of the Father himself. And you know, how beautiful it would have been to hear the voice of the Almighty Father. Mm. Now, however be it, it would be very scary. You know, if you read on in Matthew 17, they bow their heads to the ground, they're freaking out. (laughs) Yeah. The apostles were kind of freaking out. Mm -hmm. And very well should have been. But to hear the voice of the Almighty Father. And so... The Father himself here is endorsing Jesus Christ as Lord, mm-hmm. telling us to hear his words and no other. And so Christ is the one to whom we turn to. But this also leads us into another point that I really want to hit before it's too late. Well, and even just to the this is this is just like Noah in the ark, you know, Christ is that ark. Christ is that way, yeah. It's the only way. That's, you know, just like it was the only way to be saved in Noah's day was the ark. And so, leads us straight into the point I'm trying to make. Okay. What do we have to do for Christ to add us to his church? Mm -hmm. You know, as we talked about in Acts 2.47, Christ is the only one that adds you. So, what do we must do to be added to his church? Mm -hmm. You know, Chad, me and you say it very often. Doesn't matter what you say, Chad. It doesn't matter what I say. Oh, what I, does God say? I'm glad I'm not the judge. You oh know? man. Um, I and you trust know. me, nobody wants me to be the judge. No, and and the judge can't be bought. It can't right. be bought off. You know, like sometimes happens today. You, you know, there's no loopholes. <laughs> I would almost say almost always. Sometimes there's no loopholes. Right? That's right. There's no none of that. I, Dave, you ever watch um, wrestling? Like. Uh, what is it called? It's a uh, oh, like heavyweight wrestling. It's the fake wrestling. Is what I oh, call like it. Oh, like WWE. Yeah, and all WWE. That. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I went to Great Clips the other day, and it's a sports, um, you know, haircut place. barber place. You know, yeah. and so they're playing sports. Well, in the waiting room, they had this wrestling going on and they, you know, they're, they got like the chairs, 
they're like beating a chair over this other guy's head and like landing on tables and breaking the tables and <laughs> you know doing body slams and those kinds of things and it's all staged it's all fake yeah you know I can't stand to watch that. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Like, the winner is already picked out before the fights even happen. How could you get excited about that? Yeah. If you knew who the winner was going to be at the beginning, would you sit and watch that? Of course. You I know, don't. The spectators <laughs> don't know who's going to win. But yeah. it's all staged, you know? And the guy who got beat up through the whole thing is the one that ends up winning, you know, yeah, he at triumphs the end, at the end, you yeah. know, and the other guy, it only takes one hit to the head and he's out. Anyways, I can't exactly remember where I was going with that, but it's staged. It's they're bought off. Okay. Yeah. You can't, I know where I was going. You can't buy the, the judge in, in, in your spiritual life. That's right. You can't buy, you can't, uh, you, there's no get out of jail free cards. Okay. We've brought that up before. And. And so, you know, thank goodness we're not the judge. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Well, and to that point, you know, Acts 10.34, Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. No. You know, and there is nothing that we can offer Christ or offer God to pay him off to get us into heaven. Well, and another thing, too, is you're not going to get cheated. Okay. That's another yeah. You put your faith in this, you're gold. You're golden. Okay. Yeah. You're not gonna get cheated out of it. it it's gonna be true and real. That's right. It's it's there's there's And you're not you're not gonna be left behind. No. Yeah. And, and and you know, how many times have we gotten cheated out of something, you know? Yeah. And and so you're not gonna have that feeling. You're you you know, it's gold, it's good as gold. You can put your trust in it. Yeah. And you know, that's where we're going. Yeah. Here. If you if you are able to get into Christ. Yeah. Turn with me to Galatians 3, 26 through 29. Now, this ties the Old Testament. The, the people of God in the Old Testament were the sons of Abraham, right? But Galatians 3, 26 through 29. Mm-hmm. He says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Okay. So there it is. It's tying it, tying it all the way back from the beginning. This has been God's plan mm-hmm. from the beginning in the Sons seed of Abraham. Sons and heirs. You know? Sons and heirs, yep. How many times have we wanted to be heir to something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or sons of, you know? But this this kingdom that, that we are a part of, it's it's better than any kingdom yeah. on earth, you know? Yeah. And But right in verse 27, we see how we are to be in Christ. There's an action there. There's an action there. And it is when we are baptized into Christ, that is when we have put on Christ. Yeah. You know, and I love how the NASB renders it here. It says, clothe yourself with Christ. Mm-hmm. Just that, that beautiful image of that's when Christ throws himself over you yeah. and protects you. Mm-hmm. You know, like my my youngest, um, she's like daddy's girl now. She's, I go downstairs, she has to follow me. You know, she's mm-hmm. my little shadow. Mm-hmm. And uh, it can get annoying, but I love it, right? Mm-hmm. You, 
Sure. Because you go to the bathroom and they want to be there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. I got some business to do in here and I don't mm-hmm. need your help. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, yeah that's right. But, but you know, they're kids. They're fun and they don't know. But, but what she does, like, when I'm sitting down, she'll come up to me and she'll turn around to where her back is facing me and then back up into me. Mm-hmm. And I just, I throw my arms over her. And it's like I'm clothing myself over her, you know. And it, it's like me telling her, I love you in your mind. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I got you. And um, so that's that's the image I get in my head when being clothed with Christ. It's Christ throwing himself over you saying, you now belong to me. You are now a part of my church. And yeah. so that's that's the image I get in my head. But only through Christ yeah. do we have this hope. And then, you know, I, I like how it's put in Ephesians 1.5. It says, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Yeah, and I think that's a great analogy, adoption. We're adopted Absolutely. into. Absolutely. And, you know, another thing that you could point out, too, is you're adopted into a brotherhood, mm-hmm. a sisterhood. Yeah. Uh, you're, you now have brothers and sisters in Christ that help you that's right. um, be a Christian. You know, we encourage each other. You know, um, we worship with each other. It's a, it's a family. You know, Absolutely. it's often referred. It is referred to as a family. It is, yeah. And and there's so many helps along the way that we can be stronger together than than we are apart. You know, and um, adoption. You know, that's a um, it's a good thing when you re- when we relate it to someone who is adopted. They're adopted into a family. They have love and support around them, just like you're talking with your daughter. That's right, and that's that's something that you can't buy. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's a great thing, and it's a great help in life. And notice, notice how, um, at what point are we adopted? You know, and that that's another aspect, and yeah. that goes right back to baptism. But mm-hmm. when we are baptized, we are adopted as sons. Yeah, through Jesus Christ. That's that's Christ clothing himself with you, saying you belong to me now. Mm-hmm. You know, and so there's that that beautiful analogy. Just like even today, if you are adopting some child, mm-hmm. you have to sign paperwork. You have to do all this stuff. You know, and after you sign the paperwork, that's the parents saying, I now take ownership of you to the child. You you belong to us. We we are a family, and that's the way it is with the Father. Before we are baptized into Christ, the Father has given nothing to us to illustrate that we belong to Him, to illustrate that we are His children. It's always after baptism. You know, throughout Ephesians chapter one, it says in Him or in Christ. About 16 times, just in this first chapter of Ephesians 1. But here in in verse 5, this is when we are adopted as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. This is when the Father is now putting his, his promise to us. How does he do that? Well, if you continue down in verse 13 and 14 of Ephesians chapter 1, And notice, in the context, it mentions hearing the Word of God and also mentions belief in Christ. 
those are a part of his plan of salvation for you. Mm -hmm. It says, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. This is when the Father gives you a piece of himself saying, this is my promise to you. You are mine. Mm -hmm. That is when we are adopted as sons. Mm -hmm. But but I do kind of want to make a point in verse 5 of Ephesians 1, which um, is a little side note. I'm going to go off a rabbit trail now. That's all right. You did. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) I have your permission now. Yeah. So... We have about 12 minutes left. Perfect. So this predestined, a lot of people think it means pre-chosen, where we're either saved or we're not, you know, and it's it's entirely up to the Lord's hands. Mm -hmm. Well, that contradicts what I just read in in Acts 10.34, where God shows no partiality. Mm -hmm. But rather, what it's talking about, so I'm going to use an analogy here, so... Let's say I'm going to, we're as a family, we're going to look into getting a dog, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it has to be hypoallergenic, mm-hmm. has to be little. I don't want a big dog, mm-hmm. you know, jumping all over the kids. Mm-hmm. It, it got to be short-haired. Mm-hmm. I don't want it barking a whole lot. Yeah. So all of these criterias, mm-hmm. I have not even looked for a dog yet, and yet I have already predestined a dog to us that is the same way in christ Mm -hmm. the predestined is talking about all those who are willing to fit the criteria that christ has laid out all of those who are willing to fit that criteria to fit the mold of christ you know you have to follow christ you have to be like christ that is actually the definition of the word christian and so those who are willing to be like Christ are adopted. And when you go back to Mark 1, as Christ is the fulfiller of all, and as he is the perfect teacher, Mark chapter 1... You just have to sign up for it. Yeah. But even even to show that um, follow following Christ... Starting in verse 1, or actually, not verse 1, Mark chapter 1, verse 9. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Mm -hmm. Now, for us today, we're baptized for the remission of sins, according to Acts 2.38. That is the only way to receive the remission of sins or the forgiveness of sins. Christ never never sinned, so why was he baptized? Because he is the fulfiller of all things. We follow his footsteps. Mm-hmm. So even he was baptized. And then when did he receive the gift of the Holy Spirit? When he arose out of that watery grave. Mm-hmm. When he arose out of the water. And so we follow in the steps of our master. And so that's, you know, you have this beautiful correlation going on with this is the first step of obedience. Mm-hmm. This is the first step of following after Christ. And 
Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, when I think of adoption, you know, if you if you use that analogy here with, with God, we we have a father that is willing to adopt everyone. Yeah. Okay? Everyone. There's no one exempt. That's right. You know, we talk about this all the time. All are called to the gospel. It doesn't matter what race you are, male, female, none of that. Um, but you have to be a willing adoptee. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and obedient. Yeah. You know, if you're searching for something, this is a great opportunity for you, okay? You know, but you have to be willing, and there's there's things you have to go through in order to sign up to be adopted. Yeah. You know, just my comment earlier. You have to be willing to be adopted. You, you have to obey. If you want this rest in Christ, if you want to be adopted by Him and have all this inheritance, you know, the inheritance of you know we 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 brought that up you know you're you're part of this family that has this inheritance clear back to abraham and if you want that you got to do some things here yeah you have to sign up (laughs) that's right and you have to you have to follow a part of signing up is following his plan that's right hearing his word romans 10 17 Mm -hmm. believing it john 8 24 yeah and repenting luke 13 3 and 5 and then confessing christ yeah you know confessing him and that's matthew 10 32 and 33 and also romans 10 9 and 10 which actually you brought up um earlier today mm-hmm. and then being baptized into christ for the remission of sins mm-hmm. acts 2 38 that that notches our ticket that is you know that is when we are adopted but you know in matt in mark 16 how much time do we have um Eight minutes, seven minutes. Perfect. I can get it done. So Mark sixteen sixteen. People actually try to go here. I've heard people go here to try to say that you don't need to be baptized. What was it again, Mark? Mark sixteen sixteen. Okay. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. So they try to say that because it says who he who does not believe and is not baptized. Because it doesn't say that in here, they're trying to say that we don't need to be baptized. Mm -hmm. But if you don't believe, baptism is pointless regardless. You must believe. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe, then the baptism is pointless. Mm -hmm. Again, let's keep in mind who is is adding us to his church. Our master. He can read your heart. If you don't believe him, he ain't going to add you. Yeah. So if you don't believe in him, you're just taking a dip in a pool. Yeah, and you can't change the rules. You know, that's right. You can't change the rules that he's made for us. You know, it's like um, Noah says we're we're having a flood at six o'clock tonight. Kids, be there, be square. You know, <laughs> and you show up at eight. It's not. You know, that's that wasn't the plan. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't part of the plan. You're you're probably not going to make it. <laughs> that's right. You're, yeah, you're going to be left out. Well, they're so willing to change these rules and accept something that a man says way over this. Well, and that goes back to the original point. Who do you go to? Yeah. Who do you go to for salvation? Are you going to go to man to tell you? Because you can get anyone to tell you what you want to hear. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. You. They can tell you... Whatever you want to hear. Mm-hmm. 
And they, they're willing to do that mm-hmm. because they're sons of Satan. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not sons of God. Mm-hmm. A true son of God will tell you what God commands from you, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you want to hear it or not. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a two-edged sword. You know, and so we need only to adhere to the words of God. He will tell us, as he has told us. And this is why you must follow the steps. Yeah. You know, if you don't believe, the baptism is pointless. Mm-hmm. That's why there's some out there who try to baptize for the dead. They died not believing. They died not hearing, mm-hmm. not confessing. Who can? How can you confess when you're dead? Mm-hmm. No dead person can confess. They have already chosen their fate. Mm-hmm. You know, turn with me to Deuteronomy. 30. What if somebody says, "But David, this this won't sell. We we won't get anyone in the pews if we tell people this. We 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 got to make a living." Well, so <laughs> yeah, right. So this goes back to um, this doesn't sell. Ephesians four, verse three. <laughs> Um, Sorry, I didn't mean derail you there. No, that's fine. Ephesians 4, 3, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Yeah. We're endeavoring to to keep the unity with the Father and with the Son, not with one another. I'm not seeking unity with man. I'm seeking unity with the Father, and I want man to... To also seek the unity with the Father. And when you do seek the unity with the Father, we are in unity together. So there's a huge difference. So when when people say, well, we're seeking to just be united. Well, be united with who? Are you seeking to be united with your fellow man? Or yeah. are you seeking to be united with the Father? I think that verse, there's several more verses. Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to steal your time here. No, go for it. But in you know Ephesians 4... Three, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Now he goes on and says, "There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called, in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all." That's right. There's only one. He says it right here. Only one way. Just you know, like just like the one one door of the ark. There was only one way in. That's right. And that was the only way you're going to be saved. Yep. Christ is the only way in. And in Deuteronomy 30, verse 15 through 20, I'm going to read this real fast. Go ahead. And, you know, people will say, well, God desires all to be saved. 2 Peter 3, 9. He does. He does desire. Desire and our willingness are two different things. Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 20, it says, See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways, and to keep His commandments, His statutes, and His judgments, that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear, and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish." You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. I have called heaven and earth as witness today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curse. Therefore choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, 
that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him. For he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. God has set before us today good and evil. Mm-hmm. We have a choice to make. Mm-hmm. If we choose evil, we have the second death awaiting us. Mm-hmm. If we choose to follow Christ and do what he has commanded, hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized into him, that's when the Lord will add you to his church, and you will only have to die once. Yeah. So the choice is yours whether you want to die once or die twice. Mm-hmm. The choice is yours. Well, and, and you hear people say, well, but it's not popular. We have we have 10,000 members to our church. How can God condemn 10,000 members? Because they all chose not to follow him. <laughs> well, and they think they have the numbers, you know. And yeah, look at Noah. How many were saved? Well, eight souls. Turn with me to Matthew 7. See, I knew I'd get you to thinking about yeah. something else. But it's true, though. I mean... Uh, I mean, was the majority the one that won, the one that was saved in Noah's day? No. No. Only eight. Only eight. Go ahead. What do you got? Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, like 10,000 members. Yeah. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find Mm -hmm. it. Just like... In the day of Noah. Yeah. How many souls were lost? We don't know. They all thought different. They did. And this is... And they might have thought they had comfort in numbers. That's right. Ah, we're okay. God's not going to kill us all. Yeah. And this is where, you know, God's word is the sale. It, it, it's the end all to all disputes. So say if seven billion of us <laughs> believe that, as it says in Romans... Or Revelation twenty one eight, the cowardly mm-hmm. will not inherit the kingdom of God. If we all seven billion people think that the cowardly will inherit the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. guess what? We're all wrong. Mm-hmm. Only God is right. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter how many people think or believe a certain thing. If it con if it's contrary to the word of God, you're wrong. I just think about the Israelites too. You know, when when God delivered him oh, out man. of Egypt. What did we say it took him about 45 days? 40 days. 40 days while Noah's up on uh, Mount Sinai, and they built an, oh, a calf, and, a golden calf, and started worshiping it. 40 days after all the things that they, that God did for him, the yep. plagues, the the deliverance out of Egypt, the, 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 the crossing of the Red Sea. Yeah. It only took 40 days to forget all that and start worshiping a golden calf? <laughs> How sickening is that? And there was tons of them. Yeah. And look how angry God was with them. Yeah. We could go on and on, Dave. Oh, man. I mean, but, you know, that's the thing. Don't be comfortable if you're in a majority. Yeah. Okay? It's pro- it may not be a safe place to be. No. And now, we would love to fill our pews here in Blackfoot. And why can't we? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's why we're doing, you know, that's why we're starting with you here. Yep. Look at it. Look at God's word. Make sure what you're doing is from God's word, and don't, not what any man says. And don't even take our word for it. Yeah, you know. And this is why we're we're telling you: if we're wrong, let us know. Oh yeah, send us a note. We don't want to be wrong on mm-hmm. Judgment Day. No, 
we want to enter into that narrow way. Mm-hmm. And if we're doing something contrary to the Word of God, we're not going to enter. Yeah. And yeah. so, if we're wrong, please let us know. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunately, but the hour just flies by. You know, if we were if we were on a radio and we had commercials, this would be about a two hour segment. Yeah, it really would. It really and would. And so you're getting the you're getting the speed pass. You're getting two hours in one. And so hopefully you've enjoyed our study tonight. Um, we'll be looking forward to next week being with you. Um, give us a share. Tell your friends. You know, um, go and uh, subscribe to the podcast so you know when there's a new one. And uh, we'll look forward to being with you again next week. Thank you guys. Thank you. We'll see you.